What's up, everyone? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Nothing But Net Show. I'm your co-host, Jamar. And I'm your co-host, Michael. And we have a jam-packed episode we can't wait to get into. Brought to you by Tins R Us. Do you need top quality, heat-blocking, ceramic tins for your car, but you don't necessarily want to pay top price for them? Yeah, I was definitely in that boat as well as some of my friends. We would always look to get tints, but they'd always end up being too expensive. Definitely. Top quality tints can be extremely pricey. But luckily for you, your friends, and all of our fans, if you go to Tints R Us and tell them your friends at Nothing But Ness sent you, they'll hook you up with a great price. Yeah, you can find their website at www.tintsrussfl.com. Or you can reach out to them on Instagram at tintsrussfl. Just let them know the MBN boy sent you. On this episode, we'll be discussing the Jimmy Butler saga and everything revolving around it, including the beef, trade requests, and trade denial. We'll also discuss the media day, which happened recently, and training camp, all the quotes that's come from that and all the different storylines, as well as a bunch of other topics that we're excited to debate and get into right now. So let's hop right into it. Let's go. This past week has seen a couple of pretty strange storylines. The first one that we're going to discuss is all the news that's been circulating regarding Jimmy Butler. Now, it was reported that Jimmy Butler requested a trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the four-time All-Star is supposedly setting his sights on the Miami Heat. Now, what was your opinion of all the news, everything that's happened, and how do you feel about that? Okay, so when it first came out and he said Clippers, Knicks, and Nets, I was like, dang. That first list was so Year. So, what they said it ended up being is three large market teams with available space for two supermaxes, for two maxes. So, the Knicks, I understood, like, the theory of him and Kyrie. The Nets, I was like, I mean, they, they've messed it up badly. Look at Boston. But, I mean, the, the good thing about the Nets is that they're still in New York. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's the only thing oh, that yeah, the Nets yeah. have going for them. If they were, if they was the New Jersey Nets, <laughs> yeah, it's because they play in the Barclays. And yeah. same thing with LA. The Heat, I was like, okay, I think we can get this going. And at first, I thought we were really close to getting a deal. And then the it came out that they that Philly called, and Thibodeau asked for Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons in a in a Jimmy Butler trade with one year left on his deal. It's just this season, right? Yeah. So essentially, and if he doesn't like Philly, that's a rental. Yeah. So essentially, they're asking for Ben Simmons for a rental year of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because first of all, my opinions on Jimmy Butler, I think one year dating back to when he was with the Bulls, one of those seasons, he was actually legitimately, you could make an argument, he was the best two-way shooting guard in the league yeah. at that time. Since then, to me, he hasn't progressed as much um he's still definitely a top five shooting guard in the league but i ask you if he does come to the heat what does that change because you know my opinion if he goes to the heat as currently constructed it doesn't move their position at all yeah Um, as far as the playoff race honestly two of the bigger things is like his play style and the work ethic is mixes with the heat culture those we're seeing right now in in uh, Minnesota, it's not working because he's a dog. Because he's a gym rat, and the players they have there aren't on that same tone. Whereas in the Heat, that's sort of like what we push around. And also, since LeBron left, we 
couldn't even get in the room with Kevin Durant. LaMarcus, Ard LaMarcus Aldridge fell apart. And we just haven't been able to get, like, that superstar. Even really get to the talking point. Yeah, so if you could trade for one and him and Kyrie Irving want to play together, it doesn't, obviously doesn't guarantee you Jimmy Butler for anything past this year. And it definitely doesn't guarantee Kyrie Irving. But it's something. Yeah, it puts you in okay. the ring. If, okay. if Pat Riley's able to, what he did with LeBron is he went, he put the rings on the table, and he was like, here's what I can do. But see, the thing is, all of the Heat's inability to grab another star since LeBron really begs the question, was it really Pat Riley that got LeBron or was it Wade? Yeah, I think it was Wade. I think because it was Wade that's, that's, a nice mix. That's what I think too because at first it's like, oh, Pat Riley's such a genius. He was able to get Shaq. He was able to get Wade, etc. Yeah, the Shaq trade was him. Right. Like, uh -huh. But since LeBron, as you mentioned, they haven't been able to get any big-name star. Yeah. So now it becomes, okay, maybe it wasn't Riley. Maybe it was yeah. Wade who was able to get his friend to come play with him. I think Wade definitely played a big part. But it's also like the hangover effect. No one wants to follow Michael in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I don't really think anyone really wants to follow. I actually think they're pretty close to going to Chicago. Yeah. No, I'm saying like um, like how as soon as Michael retired, no one wanted to be the next like, can you do what he did? Right. Which it, with like LeBron. like Which is the same thing. Nobody's going to be in yeah, Cleveland either. There's now one there's, player on the planet. Honestly, like, uh, there's maybe three players on the planet right now that can sort of get like what LeBron did. But it's, No one. No, 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 no. They can't. They can't. <laughs> Besides Kevin Durant, no one can do it. No, no one. But not including him. Anthony Davis can like swing that kind of needle. You feel me? Like, I, okay, he, I like, feel that. They can move you to that point where it's like, ooh. But there's one more thing I want to touch on with this Butler topic, and that's the beef he has going on with Andrew Wiggins and his brother. Yeah. Now, for those of you that aren't aware, well, first of all, the Minnesota Timberwolves signed Car Anthony Towns to an extension, mm -hmm. and I think. That might have had an impact on Jimmy Butler's decision as well because, honestly, Carl Anthony Towns, as I've mentioned to you before, yeah. he's not what he should be. He puts up the numbers, but he doesn't have the effect on a game that he should have, in my opinion. Yeah, it's and maybe and I we've talked about how you see him nights before games doing live streams playing <sighs> Fortnite and and silly things like that. Yeah, like that's not what an All Star. Uh, once in a generation player should be doing mm -hmm. so you mix that and apparently he had beef with Andrew Wiggins brother who who tweeted out hallelujah after the news broke out that Jimmy Butler requested a trade I mean what do you think about all that when you saw it it was very confusing um at first when Jimmy Butler got sent there I thought it would be great for Andrew Wiggins because it's someone to follow in the footsteps of overall God-given talent wise Andrew Wiggins has it over Jimmy Butler. Kobe said he was a younger him. The possibilities <laughs> are endless with Andrew Wiggins. I think him more than any other player in the NBA relies upon his like, name. Yeah, that his reputation all, from high school. Yeah, honestly, and the potential. Yeah, because at some point Andrew Wiggins is going to be eight years in the league, and it's going to be, but he could potentially be Trace McGrady. He could potentially be this person. And then you have Jimmy Butler, second-round pick. Like, no one even looked at the guy and just grinded. Like, if you can't follow his footsteps and it's the same type of play style, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's story is so impressive. Yeah. Coming from homelessness and extreme poverty and to where he is now and yeah. having worked for everything. He was under-recruited. It's mm -hmm. just, just a great story. Everything. And then, so they signed Andrew Riggins last year, the year before, to five years, 150. And Cat 
last week to five years, one night. If Jimmy Butler doesn't mesh with either of them, he unfortunately can't be there from strictly a money standpoint. Like, yeah, they're if that's your cornerstone, like, if you don't mesh with the two cornerstones, you can't really be there. And unfortunately, like, that's what it really comes down to. Definitely. Carl Anthony Towns, I've heard, talent wise, amazing. Work that work ethic, it's sort of like, I he he sort of like wakes up. And he's like, I mean. I don't have to try to drop 18 and 10. So that's what he goes and does. Like, I've never seen him, like, come out and be like, no, I'm going for, like, 30 and 15 tonight with, like, four blocks. Like, he just doesn't have, like, the intensity factor. But, like, he needs that killer. He doesn't have that. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how this whole story plays out. I hope he ends up on the heat, though, for sure. So this past week, the NBA had their media day. Every team comes out, they discuss, you have all the press, and we get a lot of storylines, as well as the beginning of training camp. A lot of big things came out in between players, team-wise, roster-wise. What was your biggest takeaway this week? Uh, first of all, I want to mention I love how the NBA does media day. I love that all the teams are at the same time. I love that all the storylines come out together. It really creates like a genuine feel of the season being, being back, and I love it. Uh, so many storylines from this training camp. I think my personal favorite storyline comes out of Cleveland without LeBron James there. <laughs> uh, Tristan Thompson <laughs> came out with a quote saying, hey, basically, until anyone beats us, we're still the Eastern Conference champions. We're still the team to go through in the East. We're still, <laughs> we're still the kings of the East, essentially. So, I mean, in my opinion, isn't that the the type of attitude that you want your teammate to have though like i know okay obviously things were a lot different and we saw players respond like all right buddy calm down <laughs> but isn't that the type of attitude or mindset you would want from a teammate yeah no exactly that i 100 percent agree with and i don't fault him for feeling that way i don't fault him for saying that because it's true if I'm a player, if I'm a player on the Cavs, exactly. If I'm a player on the Cavs and LeBron left, I'd be like, I'm still here. Yeah. I I won the conference championship too. I'm still here. JR's like, I can shoot 30 shots now. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the mentality you want to have. I think every team should have that mentality. Like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton should come out thinking, okay, we're winning the West. Like, it's just a mentality because the second you admit someone's better than you, it's the second you lose. Exactly. And I like that a lot. No, I also liked what it brought. That <laughs> the reactions were ben great. Ben Simmons was just like, "What? Whatever." <laughs> and I thought it was funny that he took a shot at Toronto. He's like, "We already know what Toronto." Yeah, was. he said <laughs> that was funny too. He said, "Uh, what? Who, who was, was the first one?" He goes, "Boston had Game Seven there. We won. We it. won. Uh, Philly almost Phil- got swept. Philly was almost a sweep. Toronto, we know what happened." that like <laughs> you'd have to size them like that but he sized but at them. the same time each of those series was like braun going berserk yeah especially toronto he had didn't he have like two game winners in that series he had the floater off the bank which was on a, the left side and he had the jumper the turnaround jumper to force overtime yeah yeah was, was in the, the first game yeah because yeah. that there was the one game oh where my he just kept catching it fade away Catch it. No, no, no that away. wasn't the same game. No, no, in, but I'm saying any of that, like, the fadeaway yeah. was money that series. Braun was the, that first game. Like, the Raptors, think about it. You've lost to them three consecutive years. 
you're up. I believe they're up double digits in the fourth. Yeah. It felt like they were going to win. The Cavs start making that steady comeback. They're up two with like 30 seconds left. You got Braun one-on-one, and he just hits that fadeaway jumper to force overtime. Yeah. And it ends up being a sweep. It just ended up being this Dwayne Casey just stopped sort of trusting uh, DeMar DeRozan. So let's shift from his older team to his new team. What do you think about the new-look Lakers, and what are your expectations for them? Um, I am excited to see how they play on the court. Um, when Lance Stevenson was like, I was surprised LeBron wanted me here, and he's like, we've never talked about the blow in the ear thing, but when it happens, it happens. <laughs> like, I can't believe he's playing with him. I'm really interested to see Rajon Rondo and LeBron James on the court. I've wanted to see that for so yeah. long. And also, what can... Lonzo Ball like take them because mm-hmm. his play style is Rondo maybe a little more athletic and more of a shooter and when you're playing with LeBron who is the prototypical like that's who you want to be and Rajon Rondo is like the intermediate like it's, it's stepping stones to help you get where you want to go to right so what can you intake and are you going to be like the oh thank god like let me absorb or are you going to be like an Andrew Wiggins and be like nah I'm yeah. gonna do me you st- you two stay over there I'm gonna do me me and Kuz chilling right let me let me mention that LeBron has never played with a point guard with the caliber of I was about to say Isaiah Thomas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> with the caliber of Rajon Rondo. He's never played with that Rajon Rondo as far as just his productivity as a point guard is still one of the top point guards in this league today. Yeah. And he's one of the best of all time. I'm not saying like top five, but he's one of the You're be- saying like pure point better, guard. Point yeah, guard. pure point guard. So that's going to be very interesting to see because we have seen LeBron say throughout the course of his career that he wouldn't mind playing off ball. And many people think that he can't play off ball, but it's more so, in my opinion, he hasn't had the opportunity to. So now he does. He's mentioned that they run up and down a lot. He's with a younger team. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Lakers pan out. I think, personally, if they're a top four seed in the West... I think LeBron wins that MVP. Maybe. Simply because storyline. Storyline is such a big part of the yeah. MVP thing, too. Like, you look at it, KD leaves the Thunder, Russ averages a triple-double MVP. Harden arguably could have won the Russ year, got robbed, according yeah. to some people, then uh, he wins the next year MVP. Now LeBron, after having two separate teams that couldn't get it done in Cleveland during one season, like two completely different teams, <laughs> And then now he shifts to L.A. And this is storyline to me. Yeah. And I also think, when you think about it too, like the professional predictions have been like, ESPN had the Lakers not even making playoffs. So so when you have predictions like that and you grab a top four seed in this Western Conference, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, so with the Lakers, I just want to see like how it all meshes and how long it takes to mesh just because – all the different on and off court personalities. I love the picture of uh, Rondo, JaVale. Lance Stevenson, JaVale, and Beasley. Yeah, I was like, that's a big boy. I like them. Like all of them, we've mentioned on a previous show. All of them are solid players. The only thing about them that tarnishes their name is off-court. their off court antics. But all of them are solid players. Beasley has said, whether or not it's true or not is a different story. But he said he's skill wise, he's on the same level as KD and LeBron. Your favorite player, his favorite player. Again, it's false. But JaVale is a solid player. Lance is a dog. Like, they're all solid players. It's just we'll see how they mesh together with all their personalities, like you mentioned. And also on media day when Wade was talking, like, this is it. Farewell tour. But 
I cannot wait to see one more year Dwayne Wade. And what else happened on media that was pretty big? Let me ask you. OKC, Rockets. Who does better this year? Rockets. Really? Better roster. Really? Yeah. So the Rockets got better this offseason. They didn't get better, but OKC also got worse. And they didn't close the gap. What? OKC didn't get worse. Who's their third scorer? Some, but you don't necessarily need a third score. Casing point. Casing point. Who was the third seed in the West this past season? It was mm-hmm. Jack. No, it wasn't. Damian Lillard. Oh, CJ and CJ. McCall. And what happened? They never okay. third score. Okay, but right, but but they got the third seed in the West without a third score, right? Okay. So, I, in my opinion, I love that. I love that. They got rid of Melo. I feel like he didn't fit with that team. I feel like he should have came off the bench, which we'll discuss in a later segment. Uh, The same thing with the Rockets. But I think OKC got better. I think the Rockets got worse. And I think it's a genuine toss-up between those two teams. It's also the play style. I'll take the D'Antoni spread him shooting with Chris Paul and James Harden over Russell Westbrook. Head to the basket. Head to the basket. Head to the basket. Oh, hey, Paul. George, here you go. Head to the basket. Head to the basket. Like... It's the Russell Westbrook play style that really, every time I want to think the Thunder are going to do something, I see who plays point guard. I see his play style. I see, yes, he gets 10 assists, but the 10 assists is drive to the lane, get within three feet, drop it right here. Right. Drop it right here, pass to the three. No one holds the ball. It's like, Russell Westbrook, you me, I better shoot or I'm exactly. never going to get the chance again. Exactly. It's his play style really just does so much, but at the same time, like, the two things he needs, is just it keeps him so far away from what he should and could be. Right. Like talent so, wise, the man Let me offer the same question but in the East. Between the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Sixers. I'm taking the Celtics. You like the Celts? I I can feel that as well. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. But the Raptors got better, didn't they? They did, but not like dramatically. The Raptors what, what do you mean, not? So here's the thing. They flipped DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi so they, Leonard. They flipped a top 20 player for a top 5 player. Okay. So, wait, wait, so that's dramatic. But the Celtics added a top 20 player without losing anything. And then you have a healthy Kyrie Irving. Jason Tatum's a year older. Jalen Brown's a year older. Like, it's the progression of the rest of the team. Because, yes, they got Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. But the Celtics as a whole, everything, everyone got better. Personally, I think that it's a genuine toss-up between those two teams. And I think... Philly's on the outside looking in. Philly's on the outside, exactly. But I also want to say a very, very interesting sneaky pick is the Charlotte Hornets. Very interesting. I think uh, they have potential to be a future powerhouse in the East. Kevin Knox, Malik... Oh, no, Kevin Knox. Up no, there. No, it's no. Malik Monk and uh, who else is out there with him? It's Kemba Malik... Uh, Batum. I'm forgetting his name right now. He had those two pullback dunks last night. Uh, Miles Bridges. Oh, that's who. I was getting yeah. him. And, uh, yeah. I like Miles they Bridges. Get, it, you have the feel of like a young, energetic college team with that team. Bridges Being led Monk? by Kemba Walker, who's one of the Woo. best point guards in the league. Yeah, very, very underrated point guard. Yeah. Another thing is Markel Holtz jump shot looks good again. Yeah. Shout out Drew. It looks fixed. <laughs> Shout out Drew. It looks fixed. Uh, I always love... Money, they're gonna be a problem. 
I always love media day and training camp, and man, I just can't wait for the season. Let's go. Other news that has been circulating this week comes out of Houston. Now, apparently, the Rockets have intentions of not starting Carmelo Anthony and bringing him off the bench. The potential starting lineup would then be Chris Paul, James Harden, Eric Gordon at the three, Ryan Anderson at the four, and Clint Capella at the five. Personally, I feel as if this is the way they should go. I've been saying since last year with the Oklahoma City Thunder that Melo should be coming off the bench simply because Melo is a volume shooter. He's someone that likes to get his looks up. He likes to get his shot attempts up. And honestly, he can't do that when he's playing alongside Russ or Paul George. He can't do that when he's playing alongside Chris Paul and James Harden. It makes more sense for him. And mind you, for both of those duos, he's the third best player. So it makes more sense for him, in my opinion, to come off the bench to get his shot attempts and to kill second units who aren't at the same skill level as he is. What's your take on all of this? Follow the Mono Ginobili prototype. That's it. Do not That's start. It. Kill the second unit. When we need you in the fourth, Melo, you're checking in. Ryan Anderson, hit the bench. That's it. It's it's that simple for me. Like, and you, we've had our conversations. I've felt the same way with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think they could have been so much better last year if Melo came off the bench. Yeah. Um, a really big thing is Carmelo Anthony, great shooter, but he's not like a catch and shoot type player. Like exactly. He, he is a player that has to get into the rhythm, like handling the ball. Even like a jab step here, jab step there. Like. I was just about to say that. He loves to catch it, give a jab, uh-huh. or maybe a little reverse pivot, and then pull up. And he's a mid-range shooter, too. Yeah. Which is not ideal in this Yeah, in it's like a NBA. dying breed. And especially with like the Houston play style. Layup, dunk, three, free throws. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We don't take anything else. Chris Paul is allowed to take the mid-range off the drill because he's the ball handler. And the thing is, how you said, Carmelo Anthony is the third best player on both teams exactly he's also the third best offensive player on both, on both teams so it's different if he was like if the defense wasn't there but the offense was still like young carmelo then it's like okay i was gonna argue that he's the third best defensive player on both teams as well when it comes to just those three he's even lower when you bring into account other people's he doesn't really play defense yeah it just i definitely believe he should be coming off the bench and then at the end of the game be getting in the game again. Now, if you get hot, we'll play you the 35 exactly. minutes. Like, you're, you'll play around like 27 to 30, but if you're hot, we ride in your hands. Like, exactly. And I just think it's so much smarter for him to come off the bench. I think it's going to work better for him because he'll get his looks. He'll be able to kill people, like I mentioned before, that aren't on the same skill level as he yeah. is because he's still a very skilled yeah, player, but he'll him. be playing against bench players. Yeah. Exactly. He'll get his shot attempts. The It won't interrupt. Chris Paul and James Harden shot attempts. And honestly, honestly, I think this is in the best interest of the team. And I think it works great for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, especially the way they stagger their minutes. Like, Chris Paul or Harden's almost in at all times. Exactly. So, if he meshes with CP more, CP's going to play with him more. If he meshes with Harden more, Harden's going to play with him more. And also, when he's on the floor with Harden, he can, like, t- Harden's like, able to take it back a step because, like, okay, I have another score. I can rest a little bit because he right. does so much for that team the entire game. Like, it's very tiring. Again, I would put Melo off the bench. And when you bring him off the bench, you put him at the four, right? Three or four, depending. It, I like, it I like on the closing out games, too, but he's small. Right. That's the biggest right, issue. Right. Like, 
but that's Harden's, the thing. Harden's but but see, if you need to close a game and you need the offense to close it, you can put Melo at the four. Yeah. So I think that works. Now it's time for our question from the fan segment, brought to you by Top Notch Signatures. Top Notch Signatures is a leader in the sports memorabilia field. They provide authentic memorabilia of all of your favorite athletes from all the major professional sports. Top Notch Signatures' mission is for every autograph purchased on TopNotchSignatures.com, they will donate an autograph to a child in need. Go check out TopNotchSignatures.com and make an autograph more than just a How you guys doing today? Just want to let you know, me and my dog, Toby, is a big fan of the show, man. I just want to let you guys know, keep up the good work. But my question of this week is, do you think rap or just music in general have an impact on the way the guys play the game? And as you can see, a couple of times before the game, they're practicing. While they're practicing, they're listening to the type of music. You could have music influence them by the way they play the game. Just wanted to hear that in the next topic. Appreciate it. I hope you guys continue. Thank you, Jerry, for your question. As we mention all the time, we love receiving questions from our fans and answering them and having this interactive segment of the show. Um, I think this is a, a very appropriate time to ask this question in terms of hip-hop's effect on the modern NBA and its players because, as we saw on Friday, so, many, so much new music just got released. Music from Lil Wayne, the highly anticipated Carter Five album, we had a new Kevin Gates album, a new Logic album, a song from Kodak, and a bunch of other hip-hop art artists. So uh, I'll pose the question to you first. How do you feel about hip-hop's impact on the NBA? Um, I think the two honestly go hand-in-hand hand with each other. I forgot um, what rapper said it. He's like, every ball player wants to be a rapper, and every rapper wants to be a ball player. And, like, yeah, I definitely see that. It is also, like, the NBA is definitely the most urban league definitely. in in professional sports just because, like, as you see, pickup basketball is probably the biggest thing anyone can play. And, and they're always that, bumping music yeah, in the background. And, kids, and that's how, like, kids came up on it. Like, if you watch any LeBron James Instagram video, he has the newest hip-hop going. And you do that with a lot of people. You saw with Allen Iverson, like, the way he dressed. He dresses like the thugs and the gangsters from rap music. No, he dresses like what they the even culture enforce is. the dress. The, the dress code policies against that as well. Yeah, like I, I think the two go hand in hand together. Like they're perfect for each other. It's the music of the streets and like the game that grew from the streets to exactly. the NBA. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. Obviously, in a lot of places, as you mentioned, with pickup basketball, you can basketball is one of the few sports like you can literally just Plus. text some people, "Hey, meet me here." Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a hoop, you set up a little thing with yeah. a, a circle and you throw around the ball like and a lot of the time uh it, it does occur in the streets where the, the music is playing or even if it's in an indoor gym or wherever people bring speakers yeah and i think hip-hop definitely has a tremendous impact on the nba mm-hmm. and i like it personally i like seeing um if you remember when t grizzly dropped his uh song i forget which song it was but uh lebron put on his story and then sales rose by oh, whatever yeah. percent and like things like that, that's cool to me, and I and I definitely appreciate that hip hop's impact in the NBA. Yes, and like when LeBron James made Kendrick drop unreleased, 
unmasked when it. he tweeted him. Yeah. He said, "Yo, release those unreleased songs," <laughs> and then he dropped the whole project. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's yeah, it. I think both just go in and together. Like it's perfect. These past two weeks, we've gotten some announcements that players dread to say. This will be my final year playing basketball. It led off with Dwayne Wade saying this will be his final year in Miami to go off with one last ride. It was followed by Udonis Haslam basically in sync saying, I want to go out with my brother. We're going out this year. What are your largest takeaways from their careers as well as what they should expect from their last year? Udonis Haslam is a staple in Miami, the city of Miami. He's referred to as a legend, honestly, with that team. His number's definitely going to be retired, I feel. Uh, he's had a tremendous impact on not only the Heat teams he's been a part of, but Miami culture in general. And I feel like he's respected by everyone that's played with him, and he's definitely going to be missed in that locker room. He might get a position like uh, Jawan Howard yeah. type of role, but so I definitely think his impact will be lasting in the Miami community. Wade's is obviously a larger legacy. He's the third best shooting guard of all time. He is probably he might be the best, or one of the. He's also one of the best defensive shooting guards of all yeah. time. He's obviously been a star in this league pretty much since he got drafted, mm -hmm. and we already know his championships and his legacy. So Wade is definitely significant as well. Yeah. So. With Udonis Haslam, I think the biggest impact is, like, what he does for the team off the court, whether it's, like, working with the players or, like, motivating them as well as what he does with the community and just showing, like, just keep grinding, just keep going, because that's really what he is. Dwayne Wade, again, top three shooting guard ever, my favorite player ever, and I think the impact he'll have, just what he did in the finals, his play style, Every shot over the every shot over his shoulder, every time he was hit something not looking, just he suspended your imagination and you're just like, Oh my god. That's really and that concludes the seventh episode of the Nothing But Net Show. We'd like to thank all our fans for all the support and love that you guys show us. We actually just reached a milestone on our last episode, episode six. We reached two hundred views on YouTube. A milestone we've been waiting to eclipse and we really do love everything that you guys do for us and all the support you show. We'd also like to thank Jerry for his question to us. It was a really interesting question, and we like how these questions have started to revolve more around basketball and the basketball and like how it impacts the world itself. Yeah, definitely. To reiterate what Mikey said, thank you all our fans. Hitting 200 was great, and we want to make that a consistent thing, so we want to hit 200 every episode. So make sure you're sharing the show with your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, everyone. Just share the show to anyone who loves the game of basketball. Thank you to Jerry as well. Make sure to like and subscribe to this video at the link right below. Make sure to follow our Instagram page at the Nothing But Net Show, which is the same for our Facebook page. It can be found at the Nothing But Net Show as well. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at the NBN Show. And that's all for today's episode. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.